Top Stuff, the rock antenna heavy metal podcast. Enjoy exclusive interviews with your favorite metal heads. Please welcome. Hello and welcome here at the Summer Breeze. And it is summer and there's no breeze right now at the moment. Uh, we're here with uh, Megadeth, uh, uh, which is really cool. Thank you guys for joining us, for, you know, being here. And welcome. Uh, Waking up in this hot tent. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's going to be great tonight, so... I think so too. I think so too. Um, I think it's a, it's your second time here at the Breeze. Yeah. But how do you guys, when you do a festival tour, how do you guys, as a band, remember festivals? Do you go like this audience was brilliant, so they go like, no, the catering over there that sucked really bad. We're never going back there. How how did that's a, a little bit of both? Yeah. You know, um, when you come to a festival, you either have uh, a choice of to you know take uh, all the sights in and and you know meet people and have fun or or if you're not feeling good you stay in your bus and and hibernate you know um, and then you have the other choice which is people who are out there just for the party yeah. you know they just want to go someplace and drink and and uh, just you know get down and and. Um, you know, for me, I like going to the uh, I like going to the uh, venues and making sure all of our stuff is ready, making sure uh, all of our crews taken care of. Yeah. It's really easy to go around and just say, "Hey, man, are you okay?" Uh, you know, because what happens if I go out there and the guy says, "Well, no, we don't have any guitar picks for you, so we're going to have to use some different ones." And I walk out there and I don't know that, and I see that, and I'm like, "Motherfucking, what is this?" <laughs> you know, so. Um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, unless you don't care about your performance, and we care so much, we want it to be the absolute best performance ever. Wherever we play at, we're always trying to outdo our last show. All right, all right. A couple of months ago, you released a, a Judas Priest cover version. Yeah. Doing the goods. And I just found it, and, and, and I thought, like, and then there's a live recordings from the 90s that came out with a new uh, a cover and label. And I, I was just wondering. Is that because you only, apart from the fact that the music is good, is that just to keep the streaming beast alive and and fed, or or is it is which it part the Judas Priest part? The, mm, yeah, pretty much everything. The live no, we were asked Priest. to do that. Okay, we were asked to do that. I, I I didn't have you know any any desire to record a cover song of anybody, um, so. Um, yeah, it just came as a uh, request, and it came at a good time when we weren't doing anything, so that's what happened. Did you pick this up? We discussed it as a band. I remember we had a few different ones, and then we settled on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds about right. What was about to say is, uh, you know, Megadeth has covered a lot of songs during all the past decades, you know? Mm -hmm. I, and it's sort and you always, when you pick the song, and for me, when you look at it now, it almost seems a random variation of songs. There's the police truck now from the Dead Kennedys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Alice Cooper mm -hmm. back in the day. Mm -hmm. How do you choose the songs you want to cover? You know, I don't have a I don't have a method that uh, I I used. I mean, I think they've all been significant in some way to yeah. us, and particularly to Dave. Obviously, you know, uh, either like Alice Cooper is obviously his godfather, which is you know a known fact, but. Like a band like Dead Kennedys, he grew up listening to me as well. So, you know, I think, and for most of those bands or all of the bands that, that were covered, I think you can find some connection that, that's really profound, personal. Are you guys going to be touring, touring, touring? Okay. 
all the time. I had the guys thought about, you know, um, after 2024, it's obviously 2025 and there's, you got an anniversary coming up, but then yes. 2026, you got another anniversary yeah, yeah, coming yeah. Are you thinking about that? Already got like, you know, the five year scale going to be like, are you a sucker for anniversary shows? Am I a sucker? I'm not a sucker for anything. <laughs> you like it? What? Do you like, would you like, or would you consider playing anniversary shows for a uh, so Yeah, we've done that. We've done that. But that, that doesn't kind of come back. Yeah, that doesn't make anybody a sucker. It's <laughs> not what I meant. Yeah, well, sure. sure. Just, just making sure. All right. Yeah. It helped. Yeah. Um, in fact, I actually try not to do that, but exactly what you're saying, you know, following trends and, and trying to keep up with other people or, or, you know, when we were back in the nineties, uh, everybody was, uh, doing the whole Seattle thing, you know, the grunge music and, and we weren't having any part of that. You know, we wanted to stay true to ourselves and, and it cost us a lot. You know, we, uh, ended up having a lot of radio stations that were supporting us during that time stop supporting us because they never really supported us in the first place. They were just doing what was popular. And, yeah. and we were really popular in the States in 1992 because of Countdown to Extinction. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, after Countdown came out, we started to pull away from the normal metal ranks and started to become a band that doesn't really need a, a description, you know, uh, it's a, that's a, a blessing when your band gets to the point where you don't have to have someone say, oh, they're a heavy metal band. Cause, cause you know, we're not really a heavy metal band. We're more of a thrash band. We're more of kind of like a speed metal band too. So if you really want to get down to it. We have punk rock and classical and jazz influences too. So, I mean, who's going to sit around and listen to you describe a band that has, you know, 15 adjectives to, or <laughs> adverbs to tell you what the fucking band is, you know? <laughs> you know, maybe that this, uh, Maybe if it's cult and everybody knows who you guys are, but is the past eventually and sometimes gonna let you go? And because it does always, you know, the drawings to your origins and it always comes back up, you know, one more, sometimes more, sometimes less. Do you, uh, first of all, aren't you sick and tired of it because you're Megadeth? Uh, and B, is this ever gonna get to an end? I'm not sure I understand all the right you know you know you be hailing from from the Metallica and then you know for me old band it always comes back in the heavy metal history yeah uh, every couple of years you know and then you have the topic again and then you have to like say something about this aren't you yeah. getting sick of that or are you uh well I don't really talk about my time with Metallica um I don't bring it up so yeah. if someone brings it up I'll answer the question but I usually don't don't bother doing that because I think in a way that kind of gives the impression that I need to talk about them in order for me to feel good about myself yeah. and I don't I, I you know I I don't you know I feel good about who I am just because I feel good about who I am it has nothing to do with bands that I played in in the past you know and if it was uh, I would say of the three bands that I was in that um, you know, I I enjoyed Panic and Megadeth uh, more than I did Metallica because uh, 
we we uh, we we did argue a lot. Um, I, I loved playing with those guys, but uh, it was it was meant for a season, and and um, you know I uh, I look back on that time with a, a lot of fondness. I, I used to not because I was still hurt from losing my job, but now I know. Um, you know, uh, basically, uh, things happen for a reason, no matter what they are. And whether I was still in that group or not, um, that was out of my hands. And once I accept those things, you know, acceptance is the key to all of my problems today. Mm. You know, if there's something happening in my life and, and I can't change it, and I spend my time wasting energy and effort to try and change something I cannot change, man, you're gonna go nuts, you That's know? True. So I've, I've chosen to find the happier things in life. We were at a meet and greet uh, just a couple of days ago and, and this little kid, it was the most beautiful little kid, this little boy comes up there and um, he had a Megadeth shirt on and, and, and I said something over to my, uh, one of my crew, and he gave me a guitar pick. So I had my hand like this. I said, "Give me your hand." So he gives me his hand, and I cover his hand. And I and I said, "Look inside here." And he saw my pick, and his eyes kind of went like this, right? And what happened next was absolutely beautiful. I said, "Don't give this to anybody. This is yours." You know what he did? He reached in his pocket, and he took out a lollipop that he had. And he gave that to me. He only had two, and he gave me one of his his pieces of candy. It was the most awesome, loving gesture. And he was just so little. And that says so much about his dad, yeah. who was there with them, about how they raised him, you know. And I, I was happy the rest of the day. Just I, I was just so happy. You've achieved pretty much everything you've done everything you've seen it all what is there left for you where's where's what's an, one more goal for negative where you go like that's something i kind of wanted what's you still haven't done yet well there's a lot of stuff we haven't done yet and um now that we're we're getting closer as a family and and uh all of our significant others you know the wives and 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 the family members are all getting closer um there's more cool opportunities for us to do things like we're going down to south america again next year and i was just talking to james and i said you know i uh i wanted to head out to easter island and, uh, you know, it's, it's a long journey from Chile to get out to Easter Island. Yeah. But I want to go see those statues, yes. you know, right? Cool, eh? Yeah. And, and um, I said the other thing I wanted to do was Machu Picchu. Uh, that, that, but it's, it's really high, and I'd have to be in, in optimum health in order to make that journey. So stuff like that is stuff we'd like to do. Um, most people think, uh, is there anything else you'd like to do that it would be a musical goal? Yeah. 
And it's not really a musical goal. It's something that's a personal goal that's just another indication of why we feel so close to our fans because we dream about things that they dream about. You know, we have, we have wants and needs like they do. And we're not that different. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of our fans would love to go to East Island or to some of the other places we've done, going into the catacombs in Paris underground and seeing those millions of bones. It's really unsettling, but it's cool too. That's nice. We are pretty much at the end of everything. Uh, there's only one more question left then. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all not getting any younger. Does it? Obviously, maybe it takes more more effort, but it, do you feel that it takes more power being on stage, more energy for you? Uh, it, does it take more energy to... You know, your play is flawless still. Couldn't hear a single mistake when you guys are on. But, but for you guys, is it getting harder guys? Like, you know what, it's tough in doing a tour as long as this one and going back. Is it more exhausting? It is difficult. You're absolutely right. And uh, I, I think that um, the way that you framed that question was, was very kind. Thank you for that. Because uh, you, you didn't say, you know, you're old and you can't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't about to hint at that at all. Yes, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, you you just you just have to take care of yourself. You know, if you uh, if you don't treat your body like it's a trash can, um, it's gonna it's gonna be there when you need it. And uh, what we're doing, some sometimes you get sick. I have uh, I I got bronchitis a few days ago, so I'm dealing with the end part of having bronchitis i'm not contagious so don't worry but um you know i i uh, had a couple rough days singing and Mm -hmm. i you know i I, the show must go on so i went out there and and the sang, tried my best you know i I know that there were a couple squeaks and a couple notes that i didn't make but uh you know it's 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 a festival, and I think the fans um, know that uh, me, I'm not going to cancel a show just because, you know, I, I have a, a small uh, thing going on with my, my voice or my lungs because, you know, first off, it's metal, and we've never, um, people in metal don't um, concern themselves with having... Um, you know, a pristine voice so much as they do the whole package, heaviness, loudness, fastness, uh, important lyrics, great soloing and drumming. Um, it's actually kind of hard to find a really uh, uh, successful metal band that's got a, a real singer in it. You know, when I, think, when I think of that, I think of like Queensryche. Mm-hmm. Jeff was a really great singer. I think of Judas Priest. Rob's a really great singer. <coughs> but there's not really a lot of singer-singers. And uh, that's one of the things I miss um, about listening to music. Um, new music, there's not a lot of singing going on. And I, I, I personally prefer that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. But it's kind of hard nowadays because I don't even know when you're listening to new music who did, who did it. 
Yeah. They can't kill it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And I'm not even a pro. So I, you know, I'm like, oh, well. Oh, one final question. Sure. Is there an end to Megadeth? I don't think so. I mean, eventually there'll be, uh, you know, a period at the end of the sentence. But for right now, we're all enjoying ourselves and we're we're healthy. And, and I, I feel like, I mean, honestly, if I was to be put on the spot, I, I, I could say I feel like we've got probably two more records in us mm-hmm. uh, at least. And um, that's not... That's not including all the great songwriting that Dirk started contributing. You know, Kiko did a little bit the first record that he was on, Stopia. And Dirk came in and he did some songwriting on The Sick, The Dying, and The Dead. So even if I did start to get tired with my songwriting or my ideas, I know that these guys have uh, got enough time and experience in the band now that they understand where I come from with my writing. And we could... uh, contribute on stuff sometimes songwriters they may just need a little little pat on the butt to get them going you know <laughs> so um i'm not gonna say I, I want james or dirt to pat my butt but <laughs> i was getting ready here uh, <laughs> yeah but uh yeah we we don't really think that there's a need for there to be an end you know if the band starts to suffer and we don't play good anymore. Our songs aren't popular anymore. Yeah, I imagine we'll probably say it's time to uh, to call it an end. Um, I don't see that happening today. Um, I don't see that happening even in the near future. Um, but I think when when that time does come, we'll we'll know. We'll know. So thank you for your time. This has been a fun interview. Oh, thank you. Sorry for a sucker. It wasn't meant any offensive in any way. Uh, so. Okay. It was, make, it was making me horny. I heard, I heard it on <laughs> No, I heard that expression somewhere on American TV. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you a sucker for? I'm like, I might want to use that now. <laughs> Which was, no, okay, but. Uh, no, it's uh, fine. It's totally fine. Thank you for listening to Tough Stuff, the Rock Antenna Heavy Metal Podcast. Comment, like, and follow us. For non-stop heavy metal music, check out our Rock Antenna Heavy Metal web radio stream. For more information and all podcast episodes, go to rockantenna.de slash heavy metal.